Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. I'm in Zephyr A, and Amanda is in Zephyr B. This is season 27 for me and season 23 for Amanda. This is day 25, the final day of season 95. Our first question gives us the names and composers of several pieces of classical music and asks what 1940 animated film featured them. This is Fantasia. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of... I, Kind of had it at night, night on Bald Mountain. Yes. Like, without even realizing what they're going to be asking for. Just like, oh, a couple of classical music things, and then Night on Bald Mountain in particular just immediately triggers Fantasia for me. Mm-hmm. So when I read the rest of the question and it was asking for an animated fo- film, I said, yes, this must be it. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah, I my only um, step in between the question and the answer for me was, I tend to think of The Sorcerer's Apprentice first when I think of this movie, sure. um, which is, of course, one of the sort of short films that is part of it. Um, and I can't remember which piece per se. I know it's not Ave Maria, of course, but um, I don't know if that's Night on Bald, Bald Mountain or if it's something else. I think it's a different one. I believe... See, I was thinking Night on Bald Mountain specifically. I'm picturing the, the scene where Mickey is... You're kind of sweeping his hands majestically and waters all, all around. Right. I think that's it, but I could be okay. wrong. Well, in any case, I, I tend to think of that one first. I think because I had like a picture book about that um, piece of the movie that was, you know, The Sorcerer's Apprentice um, as a kid and, and reread that many times. Um, but uh, it just, I, I was like, I know that that's just a piece of this. Because, uh, you know, we there are several segments in that film and several different pieces of music. So what's the overall film called? Oh, yeah, that's Fantasia. Um, and so that's really it. That's what I put down. Yep. And that was correct. Question two asks us by the English name for the period of the French Revolution that uh, included the Committee for Public Safety and Robespierre's reign, as it were. Right. Um, yeah, this I figured had to be the reign of terror. Um, I've, I've been trying to intermittently fill in some gaps in my world history understanding. And, um, I think I had heard a podcast that mentioned this. Um, I forget what the topic was. I don't think it was necessarily the French Revolution or the reign of terror per se. Um, but I, you know... It's one of those things where if it's going to be a period that ends with a, a guillotining of someone uh, who was definitely in power <laughs> at some point during it, then Reign of Terror is a pretty good candidate. Um, just as as a descriptor of something that sounds like, yeah, that's the vibe that, <laughs> that, that this description evokes. Um, and moreover, uh, my knowledge is still so shallow that I wouldn't necessarily you know, know of an additional, uh, you know, period in the French Revolution to even, you know, call something else by. So Reign of Terror is what I was going to go with. Yeah, pretty much the same here. Uh, I I know that there's a part of the French Revolution that was called that. Uh, I probably looked into it at some point after reading one of the Sandman stories that was in that time. Uh, I think there were two or three different issues, including Thermidor, a very good one, that describes this actual period of time, ah. the end of Robespierre's uh, rule, uh, such as it was. 
Right. And um, I don't know that it ever actually calls it the Reign of Terror. Mm-hmm. And it's not the title of the of that particular story, at least. But uh, that just that's just what I thought of. If you asked me to name any like sub period of the French Revolution, I would probably think of the Reign of Terror. I don't know whether any of the other ones have names. Yeah. Um, probably do in French, but <laughs> this is the one I know. So I also said Reign of Terror. And that was the correct answer. I suppose if there are, I mean, you know, what is it going to be like? Not the reign of terror. The other part. <laughs> the reign of increasing dismay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, uh, what do I want to say? The spat of terror. <laughs> the reign of, whew, wow, that was, that was terrible. <laughs> Indeed. And moving on to uh, question three, um, we are asked to name two rock and roll icons who are on a particular episode of MTV Unplugged. And uh, had an album titled after the performance called Unleaded. So obviously the unleaded part means this is Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. And to think, okay, who was in Led Zeppelin? Well, Jimmy Page was in Led Zeppelin. Who was the other one? <laughs> who was the other one? Which reminds me of the time that uh, a fellow officer of mine back in my army days uh, described the Apollo 11 mission as being Buzz Aldrin and um, um, that other guy. Oh boy. And yeah, like, really? Really? Neil Armstrong is, <laughs> oh yeah, the other guy? Um, but yeah, that, it took me a, a couple of thoughts through. I was like, okay, it wasn't John Bonham, obviously. He was dead. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it was, the, and, and then I, I kind of thought, well, was No Quarter actually billed to like Led Zeppelin or was it to these two guys? Was it like something and page and something, something and page? Oh, plant and page. That's, oh yeah, Robert Plant. Okay, right. So mm-hmm. I said, I said page and plant. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I had much the same logic and perhaps had the advantage that I was the kind of odd young teenager to get really into uh, a couple of Robert Plant's solo albums when they were huge in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, again, like the, you know, that somehow um, classic rock boomer age guys just dictated that all we teenagers were going <laughs> to dance to things like, you know, Tunnel of Love and sure. uh, lots of, you know, uh, retro stuff or... Stars from their teenage era that, you know, we were, we were all going to get into the Traveling Wilburys. Um, but so Robert Plant and, and Jimmy Page are on, at the tip of my tongue for this kind of question is uh, the essence of it. Um, I really had not continued to be such an avid, like, fan. I was never a huge Led Zeppelin person either, um, but uh, just the sheer number of clues that are kind of in my pop music wheelhouse uh definitely pointed this out to be robert plant and jimmy page um and so i put down plant and page as well and that was the correct answer mm-hmm. question four asks us for the right hand side of the ideal gas law yeah so pv equals nrt i i there they could have just put just the letters equals blank 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 <laughs> and I, I would have filled this in by rote. Um, I, you know, I've taken enough chemistry classes. Um, 
you know, this is, I guess this is, you know, physics almost as much as chemistry. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just automatic. I took chemistry in high school and college. So that was plenty enough to, uh, set down this equation in my head. Um, if they had asked me to name, you know, what does the R stand for, for example, <laughs> you know, not so much. Um, but certainly I could pair it back NRT when given PV. So that's what I put down. I didn't remember this. I just, I could not summon it up. And I tried so many times. PV equals ba ba ba. PV <laughs> equals ba ba ba. No? Okay, so I had to figure out individually what is each of these things ah. i thought uh okay number of moles that's going to be perhaps m the mm. gas constant i have absolutely no idea uh -huh. um perhaps it's g for gas i don't know oh. and absolute temperature uh that's probably in degrees kelvin or k so i'm going to go with mgk well nrt was the correct answer yeah yeah i was totally wrong utterly and absolutely yeah, and it's not, uh, I mean, I guess you could get the N from number, but mm -hmm. which is kind of a weird way T to. From, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And T from temperature, but gas constant? Like, no. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Nothing to guide you there. Nope. So, that's too bad. Question five asks us uh, what uh, Men's World Cup soccer team has an orange kit to wear? It's the Netherlands. Sure. That's. Uh, the the color is named after the fruit is named after the house of orange. Yep. So yeah, and the, it was uh, saw a fair amount of them. I, I had to think like, oh, they can't possibly be the only country that uses orange, uh, or you know, they're probably the most famous one. Sure. Yeah. Are they a three time World Cup runner up? That's possible. Sure. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. play a lot of football in the Netherlands. They've been doing it for a long time. They've probably been to the finals three times out of the, what, like 20 times that there have been World Cups? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm willing to to accept that as the answer. Yeah. Um, similarly, you know, this is definitely not a fact that I know for the sake of knowing it. It's uh, an answer pieced together from, like, like you said, the House of Orange Association. Um, and I think, you know... I, I keep having glancing observations of the current World Cup uh, tournament where I think this may have been, you know, there may have been a picture or something that went by on my RSS feed. Um, but that's really about all I, I had to go on. I mean, I, I can't think of almost any other country that would have the association with orange. Um, I mean, maybe like... Northern Ireland isn't going to have its own team, for example. Mm -hmm. um, India has orange on its flag, I think. And, like, that's it. There, and, and I know that India has not been, like, the soccer powerhouse in the same way. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I felt like the Netherlands, you know, had had some, some good runs, or at least had had some coverage that kind of, you know, perhaps showed the orange on their uniforms. Um or what have you. So that was enough for, to make me go ahead and, and commit to Netherlands for this one. And that was correct. Yeah. Question six asks us for the Roman numeral 
conversion of the binary number 1011111. Yeah, so this one I had all of the emotions about. <laughs> um, I was sort of delighted that, you know, the last time there was a question involving interpreting a binary number, you know, you kind of gave me a tutorial that clarified in my head how you do that. And <laughs> it, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I very much appreciate that actually. Um, because with the math and science education I'd had, you would think I would have gotten a better grasp of it. Hmm. Like it came up, you know, more than once. Um, and, and I feel like it wasn't, you know, I didn't get it or it wasn't taught in a way that I understood. But now I understand. And I was able to, you know, kind of, I had to, to jot down some notes so that I could make sure <laughs> I was getting the places right and all yeah. that kind of thing, um, which I did. And I happily, um, you know, came up with, uh, you know, the one with seven zeros after it or six zeros after it is 64. Mm -hmm. And so the rest of this is uh, one less than 32. So mm -hmm. 31 yeah, plus point. 64 is 95. And I was like, terrific. This is season 95. That's a very cute, um, you know, uh, tie into sure. the, you know, kind of tie up the season in a bow kind of thing. Um, and so with that in mind, I happily put down numerically 95. Yep. Yeah. Ironically, uh, rule one of ours, the only one that can be represented in binary, read every word in the question. Uh, I did the same thing. Um, oh, damn it. Although I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't think of that shortcut that you used. Oh, uh, well done there. Uh, it just, just kind of, as I sketched it out. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. When I do binary or hex or any of those, I just do it from the ones digit plus the tens digit plus, or yeah. from the first digit plus the second digit plus the third digit, etc. So I just one plus two plus four plus eight ah. plus sixteen, not thirty two plus sixty four. Add those all together. That's ninety five. Okay. And I also. Used my numeric keys to click nine and five and enter, and then oh we were done. Gosh. The answer, of course, is XCV because we're supposed mm -hmm. to put in Roman numerals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was so irritated. Probably they should also accept VC and LXXXXV and various other. What? But what was the first one you said? VC. How's that? Five from one hundred. Oh, well, of course. Mm -hmm. They certainly should. There, yeah, there, there, was, there was never one particular set of rules for how you do Roman numerals. Oh. So even the XCV, the most common version of it, mm -hmm. uh, is a, a later uh, formation in, in the use of Roman numerals. Originally, there was none of that. You simply listed out, okay, well, this is oh, man. 95. The closest thing you have is 50. You start with an L. You list four Xs. And then you list the V. So that, like, I appreciate knowing that on the one hand. Mm -hmm. On the other, it makes me feel much worse for not actually doing this. Mm. Because I probably would have worked out, like, LXXXX mm -hmm. v. v. Yep. Um, and I, but, I, you know, looking at this, I thought, well, I might not have come up with the, <laughs> you know, the CV thing. Right. Um, or, you know, mm -hmm. a shortened version of that. Um, but now I know I would have come up with probably an acceptable answer. It, so, one that should have been, yes. So that, you know, 
there's that level of annoyance and and i'm honestly though delighted that i got the binary right Mm -hmm. like i feel like great i finally kind of clinched that you know little understanding uh of math and so on uh now let me move on to my standard rant of doing math problems is not trivia (laughs) this is not a trivia question Mm -hmm. this asks you to do a mathematical operation well two of them i suppose Mm -hmm. um or at least an operation and then a transposition or, or something like that it's not a trivia question it's not like it refers to season 95, but that's not like an independent fact mm-hmm. that, you know, is of interest otherwise. Yep. Um, and yeah, this is, this is not, not it, kids. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, you know, kind of like we have our, our general rants when Jeopardy gets into, um, you know, kind of wordplay categories that are, these are, those are puzzle games. This is more like that. Mm -hmm. It's like solving a puzzle game, you know, and not a puzzle game that leads you to a fact of interest because the number 95 is not a fact of interest. It's, it's not, you know, a a bit of information. It's just a number. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, let's, let's not, (laughs) let's not do these. So that left me with five on the day, but I, you know, could have had the beer. And so I was very annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I was just annoyed with myself for not reading through and Mm. not, (laughs) if I'm going to miss anything, the second to last word of the entire season shouldn't be it. Yeah. So I had four, which is Mm -hmm. uh, almost dead on my average for this season. I I think with this, I'm at 102 TCA, which is, Hmm. uh, my kind of my target, but four, four every day will barely keep you in a rundle if you are mm. lucky and better on your defense than you should be. And since I'm one of the most easily defended against people in the entire <laughs> league, um, yeah, I need to do better than that. Uh, so I think my target for next time is going to be one twelve. That'll be four and a half per day. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, had a. I will have exactly a hundred TCA um, on my season, which is generally pretty close to what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, as of today, I was in fifth place, I believe, uh, in the Rundle, and so which is in the green, which is in the green, just barely, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's definitely there's potential for. Uh, you know, a couple other people to, to sneak ahead of me if I have an outright loss. Um, you know, if I get a tie or a win, which I think I'm, I have a decent shot at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I can hope, I guess, that, uh, um, that, that that'll pull through. Which, you know, do I actually want to be an A-Rundle? I, <laughs> I, in principle, yes. we'll go with that i guess um i'll be uh with any luck i'll be uh up there to to be uh you know cannon fodder for for all you regulars um but uh you know that's we can i i do feel like there's not a question of whether i'm improving over time Mm -hmm. you know at trivia generally 
um, and, and Learned League specifically. So I guess I'll just try to take the, all of it as kind of a marker of that. Yep. And, uh, you know, a, a decent season. A bit short on beers. I had the one, I think. Um, the season seemed to roll by really fast. Too. Yeah. Uh, probably because it's we're we're nearing the end of the year and, um, you know, winter holiday busyness mm. tends to crop up as well. Yep. So, I guess with that in mind, we probably should call it a season. I suppose so. And we'll say that's it for today. Tune in next season for more post game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat. And happy New Year. <laughs>